Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode is Dungeons and Daddies. My name is Jimmy, and the first thing I tried of Indian food was curry goat. My name is Jeff, and in 2016 at a co-worker's cookout, I won a game of horse that started with at least a dozen people, proving that I can, indeed, do a sport. Wow. My name is Dan, and I once performed freelance work creating Excel spreadsheets for a local comic book store that paid me in comic books. <laughs> That's true. And I had completely forgotten about it until Jimmy was over here, and I plugged in an old USB stick that yep. contained the Excel spreadsheets, and I was like, whoa, that was a thing. <laughs> How You, like, did their inventory? Yeah. for Well, not their inventory. I reorganized their pull lists. Oh, for Richie's Comic Cabana yeah. when I was out of work. Remember when I was unemployed for like six months? Yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, he just gave me my comic books for free for like wow. a couple weeks. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Wow. What was your first Indian? I wasn't listening. Oh, uh, Curry Goat. That's that was a- over Jeff's house, wasn't it? No, uh, me and you went to the Indian place right next to Richie's. Oh, nice. The yeah. first time I had Curry Goat there, <sighs> liquid shit for three days. Oh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was definitely like Because I wasn't too, used to it at the time. It was good, though. You don't recall? I was there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you first time we ever had Indian food was together at that place. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we got home, and I immediately ran for the bowl, and I called <laughs> Jeff, and I was like, are you pooping right now? And he's like, yup. <laughs> but we ate there like every now week after that. For I eat Indian more than any other cuisine now. Yeah. I've if I had to had choose only while, one but... type of cuisine, it would be Indian Oh, food. for sure, sir. That's good. Yeah. Definites. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely had Indian food all at uh, Jeff's house, too. But I believe that is also a fun fact that I'm going to say for next week. Oh, Oh, good. Let's talk about Indian every episode. So, guys. Yeah. We got a review. We did. What? Yes. I I, I didn't know. Jim, did you know? We got an email. We got an email? Oh. We got an email from William. William. Oh, I do know this. He says. Do you know who William is, Jim? Yeah. He says, hello. Hi, William. Love the show, by the way. Hilarious. Thanks, Will. I'd like to suggest Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares UK version only. This is crucial because the US version is overly edited with fake plates crashing in the kitchen. Hmm. <laughs> That's an interesting point. I didn't point. know that. That's the funny. UK version is the best reality TV I've ever seen. Wow. It's, Those are some strong words. Yeah, it's completely unscripted, and I cannot put into words how engaging it is. Hmm. Check it out. Will from WGR Podcast. WDGR yes, Podcast. Yes, thank you. Yes. WDGR Podcast. WDGR. Jim, are you familiar with that podcast? I am. I'm uh, co-workers with the D of that WDGR podcast. Ooh, oh, yeah. so you don't know Will. I don't know Will. Who's the D? Is it Dylan it's, Dog? It's uh, Drew. Drew. Um, that was my second guess. Dylan yeah. Dog was You're like first. a gaming podcast, right? Yes. Um, I'm apparently going to be on that show at, at some point. Hey, but, Dan. Uh, hey, Dan. Have you ever been invited to be on another never. podcast? Never. People wow. don't like me. That's, That's what I'm weird. learning. No. Wow. They just don't. You got to be friends with more people with podcasts. Yeah. yeah. And not friends with nobody, you big old loser. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, are we doing that? Yeah. We're going to talk more about that, but I think yeah. we're going to do a listener's choice episode. Yeah. Oh. We'll, we'll get into that in the coming weeks. Yeah. In the meantime, 
let's take a little break. <laughs> yep, that's how <laughs> we like, do In this. the meantime, <laughs> what? Then we'll talk ourselves into things. Cool. Gazpacho, watermelon gazpacho. This is the part of the show where we talk ourselves into things or we tell each other what we've been talking yeah. ourselves into. Ew. And there's going to be a bunch of bloopers at the end of this episode. Oh but related to that, I've just been talking myself into baby things. Nothing in particular. Cute. Just a so whole bunch sick of, of this baby already. <laughs> sick of all these Star Wars. Yeah. So what have you been talking yourself into, uh, in, like, in particular? What well, baby stuff? Well, Lindsay thought that it was my, 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 my wife. wife. <laughs> she thought it would be a great idea to buy all of the baby furniture we need now before making room for it. <laughs> So you just have like boxes stacked up everywhere. So many boxes. Oh yeah. Uh, so I like I've been putting together the dresser and put together the changing table on top of that. Wow. I'm just doing baby things. Well, I know from experience and like getting like certain detergents that will be good for her. I know that you guys are already collecting baby books, which is super early because not only can your baby not read, yeah. she ain't been born yet. No, she's not born. <laughs> she don't have eyes. No, she has eyes. She does have eyes. Does she have eyelids? Yes. Oh, sweet, dude. She's got everything, but they nice. just need to be a little They're bit just more tiny and translucent. More, yeah. yeah, strong. If Juno taught me anything. They have fingernails. Oh, oh. she yeah, she's got everything. The baby's she's, gonna claw its way out. She's, oh. she's dreaming now, and I was like, what the hell what? is a baby dreaming about at 20 weeks? Do you ever ask her? Well, yeah, I, she doesn't answer. You have to create a perfect seal <laughs> with your mouth around Lindsay's belly button and be like, what are you dreaming about? Apparently, it's just them dreaming about floating and Sweet. like eating. It's like, what do you need a vacation for? Your whole life's a vacation. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stinking baby. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just. So you uh, building any of this furniture yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I put the legs on the dresser. I'm heavy wow. as hell. Oh man, I was hot. Just yeah. moving, moving stuff outside. We gave away a bunch of bookshelves to uh, a local high school for their library, and you know. Stewing stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, you gave us some uh, some free blizzle rizzles, some free Blu-rays that you tried to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, sold Appreciate a bunch it. on Declutter, made $52.22. Hey, that was at my suggestion. It was. So get this, Jim, get this, right? What? Weirdest thing, right? So uh, there's this app. We don't need to promote them, but uh, I think I just said it. Yeah. Anyway, you just scan UPCs on like books, media. And it's like, very convenient. Yeah, Lindsay mm. had a Game Boy Advance Animal Crossing, $9.00. They paid us $9 for it. I was like, that's cool. I had this huge book, this giant book from college. It was like 2,000 pages. I scanned it. It said one cent. I'm like, this thing weighs <laughs> six pounds. Yeah, but you don't have to pay shipping. I don't have to pay shipping. But like, how much, who's going to buy this 15-year-old book? So I sold it. And I got a penny for it. I could have just thrown it out, but like, whatever. Right. Penny. It's just so weird. Like, yeah, I mean, most things are like a quarter. Some things were a few bucks. And isn't it weird how incredibly unpredictable it is? I know it we're is, on a tangent so right weird. now, but Dude, it was 49 items. I made $52 and one of them was $9. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. And a lot of them they didn't want. That's why you guys, well, I gave you guys first pickings Yeah. and then I, there's a bunch of stuff I still have in my trunk that they don't want. Hmm. Hmm cool wow baby stuff <laughs> all right so since this took so much time you guys don't need to tell us yeah. anything and then yeah. we'll just move on right well, can i go next i guess so, uh, i yeah. guess we'll have you can go next <sighs> why is that a problem no it's fine i've been talking myself into um new popular music oh, oh i know where this is going god so ironically i did write this last week before what you're thinking okay uh but i am gonna drag that into it yeah so yeah. so last week i started listening to the new album by the chicks formerly the dixie chicks oh guys don't sleep on the chicks guys they got rid of the dixie they did they got rid of the antebellum yeah 
Well, they that's got- different. But the the chicks have been a very bright spot in a mostly problematic genre, genre of music. Yep. Yeah. So For decades now. Yeah, they came out against George W. Bush in 2005 and basically got blacklisted. They did, yeah. yeah. But their music has always been really fun, catchy. They're, I never got into it. They're talented musicians who happen to play pop country music. Mm-hmm. But if you ever listen to them... 18. Sorry, okay, I was whatever. I was um, song. They uh they have like traditional bluegrass roots, so they can really play. And uh, Natalie Maines has a good voice. She's also a Howard Stern super she fan. Is, is, yeah. Mm. So yeah, I uh, checked out the new album. It's definitely a lot more poppy. It's produced by Jack Antonoff of Bleachers. Fun and Bleachers, and and uh, you know what else he produced recently? What? I don't know. He produced the new Taylor Swift album, oh. Mm. Oh. which. Uh, I also listened to a few times, and and it's pretty good. It's whatever. I forgot the name of it. Folktale? Folk- Folklore? Folklore. 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 Whatever it is. Well, I'm going to be forced to listen to it because my wife is a Swifty and pre-ordered the vinyl. Guess what? I might be a Swifty. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to pick a pop star to be a super fan of, okay. At least she does some fine. songwriting and some performing. Yeah, I, Jimmy, I was briefly telling Dan that <laughs> yesterday I watched a video for Cardigan because I was like, all right, this is yeah. my life now. So I'm watching this video and she's playing the piano and I was like, it's pretty interesting. I wouldn't think that she would play something like this. And then at the end of the video, there's credits and she doesn't she play one it. instrument oh, on the whole song. Really? She directed the video. She sang it. She like co-wrote it. Didn't play one instrument. And I was like, your thing is playing piano. And playing acoustic guitar, and the name of the album is Folklore, and you clearly went in this direction, but you didn't you didn't play an instrument. Yeah, so I've been communicating on Twitter with two of our big fans, Miranda and Isabella, who are Huge sisters. Fans. Huge. And uh they're they're really fun to talk to online. They want to come on and help me talk <laughs> you guys into Taylor Swift. I don't know if I'm there yet. But I, I tried to tell my wife she should but she's like mike shy yeah but i Mm. i am enjoying this new album we'll see where it goes um i did listen to lover a little bit because my sister and my niece lived with me when that was coming out i didn't like that album it's okay there's some good songs on it one or two but i'm also more open to pop music like traditional pop music than i think you guys are i like it um but yeah i can respect the artistry of both the chicks and taylor swift of what it takes to make a catchy hook mm. and a singable, you know, head bopping acoustic song. I like the one. The one was good. Yeah. Off that album. So, guys, listen to pop music sometime. It's fun. <laughs> Jim, what are you talking yourself into? This week, I was trying to talk myself into, and I'm still talking myself into it because I'm still working on it, making more videos. Ooh, boy. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, I'm working on a video like right now. this is 70% of Jimmy's talking himself <laughs> yeah, into yeah. making content. I'm always... You know, I gotta I, admit, I saw you post like a picture of you editing a video of you, and I was like, hmm, it's not talk me into. Uh, what's this guy doing, huh? <laughs> He's not spending all his time on talk me into? Yeah. Well, I already uh, edited talk me into, so I'm working on some not, other stuff. It's not a full time job, Jeff. Should yeah. be. I'm doing it full time. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, you don't know what I do, Dan. Very little. I put together dressers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I am uh, currently working on a video essay in, about this. Um, it's a Super Mario Brothers video. I thought not you were going to say you were ta- tackling racism in America. Nope, hey, I'm not. Uh, Sean, uh, Jimmy's dad, if you're listening right now and you're playing Talk Me Into Bingo, Dan's eating, so just check off that box. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but I'm eating watermelon gazpacho, so it goes down really. Yeah, so it's no super crunchy. slurpy. No, it's just yeah. more mouth. I'm done. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working on a video because apparently there's going to be remasters of the old Super Mario games that I seriously doubt happen are going to happen, so... Like, what's the purpose? 
What's the purpose of us doing this, Dan? It's no, no. I don't mean for Jimmy reviewing. I mean, what's the purpose of creating those games? Oh, why do they need to look smoother? Nostalgia. Yeah. It's another way to get more money out of it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that I don't think they're going to do it because Nintendo doesn't really do that. And that's why I wrote the video essay on it. And um, that's why... I think that's sort of like in the direction of where I want to go with videos. Jimmy Fitch's vlogs is coming back. No, um, I, basically I want to do away with all of that. I think I'm actually going to start deleting those videos. Um, I want to start actually writing them and like sort of have a direction into where to go with them. And like, that's why I like the video essay kind of thing, because like I'm sort of breaking down an idea very similar to what we do with talk me into is like, I'm trying to like convince people a certain way and stuff like that. So and I'm a bet, much better writer than I am a talker. Huh. So uh, that's why I'm writing. So why don't of... you have like Jeff play Jimmy Fitch? Whoa, Ooh. I would totally do that. I, dude, I'm going to be a character actor. I'm going to be you. Wow. You're going to be like, there are two Jimmy Fitches. You know what we should do for the podcast is like round robin, recreate some of your Jimmy Fitch's vlogs. Uh-huh. Like TikTok style, save the audio, <laughs> but have us like mouth out. I words, hate like it. Drunk history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. no, those are going to be off the internet very soon. Hey guys, um, I'm in Paris. Hey guys. My cousin Dan just showed me this cool band called the Beatles. You ever hear of them? <laughs> Cookie just jumped on my record player. Yep, that's pretty much it. Those are my old videos. But yeah, I'm, I'm starting to do some more writing and uh, shooting my videos. It's a lot of work. I hate it. Cool. Yeah. I hate this thing that I do to bring me joy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dungeons and Daddies is not a BDSM podcast. I'm out. <laughs> but it is a D&D podcast featuring a bunch of... Do not of, disturb. Sure. Okay. Um, featuring a bunch of writers that people in the know probably know. I personally weren't familiar <laughs> with them. I personally weren't. What? That I have no clue for. I personally wasn't. Wasn't aware of them whatever you know like i said before i'm not a good talker um these uh these people are all very funny they're all very prominent like i said before it is hosted by um people obviously you guys don't know probably won't know them but matt arnold will campos beth may and freddie wong and the dm who knows them their families i don't well they're they're all writers um and uh anthony birch is the dm or the daddy master as he called as he (laughs) says daddy master yeah so um basically the premise of this podcast like i said before it's a DD podcast if you've listened to DD podcasts they're all pretty much the same i have that's not true some of them are really unlistenable well the uh the premise well uh the formatting of the of the show right right it's pretty much the same. They're playing D and D. They're making up things as as they go and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's very funny. I, I here's what I can I interject. Yes, yeah. I don't understand what level this is scripted. Uh, well, the the DM obviously knows like where it's gonna go because he's the one that's sort of like figuring. He's, no, I understand I'm how sure much of the run is scripted. But didn't you on the earlier episode say that these are not the real people? They're like playing characters. Yeah, they're playing characters. Just like, like how in you would D&D. do in D&D. Oh, but, but the, in the run, they're playing characters. Yeah. When you said that, I thought you meant like Jeff would be saying, hi, I'm Steve. I'm from Whoa, Milwaukee. Why would you ever? That's what I didn't understand. I'm Steve from Milwaukee. <laughs> so the people on the podcast are the real. They're, they're being themselves. They're yes. just playing yes. Dungeons and Dragons characters. That makes so much more sense. I how thought. Did, how did he get 
there. He said they were playing characters. Yes, that's the game. That's Dungeons right. But Dragons. I thought it was like friends who were acting like they were no. dads when they're not dads. Yeah, Steve from Milwaukee. <laughs> he was a dad. <laughs> All right. So the podcast. <laughs> that's why it didn't make any sense to me. These are writers that are playing D and D. Okay, as themselves. As themselves, but, but they are characters. They're characters, right? Yes. That okay. That clarifies it. That was great. Um, That's why I was so confused. Yeah. Um, like Brian Posehn has a D and D podcast. Poker, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, it would be like if Brian Posehn wasn't acting as Brian, Brian Posehn, Posehn if he was like, "Hi, I'm Steve from Milwaukee, and I'm no. playing Dungeons and Dragons." <laughs> That's not how that works. Wow, okay. it's not a scripted so show. Okay, I'm more interested. Well, in let's this do thing. that. Let's do a spinoff <laughs> talking. Into All right. Where we'll we're play D&D. We're playing okay. act we're, we're playing people who play characters. Yeah, and I'll be Ryan. Okay. And my backstory is that I'm married, but um she passed away. Oh, sorry to hear, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. And uh my daughter is at a a Swiss boarding school cuz I couldn't handle it anymore. Don't so what's you your, tell what's girls that on character? dating apps? No, I tell <laughs> friends that because that's what my personality yeah. is like. So what's your D&D character? Well, I always play a half orc barbarian because I'm too dumb to play a spellcaster. I was also a half orc. It's um, a good entry level character. Yeah, um, a, a fighter, something like that. Yeah. Jeff's the only weirdo who started playing D and D for the first time as a spellcaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seemed like a it's, lot of work. It was a druid. It's yeah. You have I, to remember spells. And I all try that. to play a different type every run I'm in, and it's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the podcast. Like I said in my early talking myself into. They are playing humans from the real world that get sucked into the world of D&D, basically. Lost again. Oh, my gosh. Their characters are human? Such an easy concept. Their characters are human, and then they get sucked into the world of D&D. Okay. So, they're basically, that's their cop-out because they make real-life references. Okay. For the most part. They are playing dads, even though one of them is a girl. Um, it's role playing. You yeah, can play other characters. Exactly. Um, what are their classes? Matt Arnold plays uh, Daryl Wilson, who is a barbarian. Nice. This is very confusing. <laughs> this is it's so far. This is like if you're Dan. I'm going to talk you into drinking a glass of water. What's a glass? No, what's but, water? <laughs> I come. I've spent years playing Dungeons and Dragons, and never once did I have a character with a last name. Well, I do. Well, okay, last names, but you know what I'm saying. They're fantasy names. Yeah, but yeah. you've played Marvel RPGs, and they have, like... No, I no, haven't. I, okay. I Henry know. Oak. Uh, Will Campos plays Henry Oak, who is, like, a... Um, what's it called? Uh, he's, like, a hippie dad, but he plays a druid. Oak. Get it? Yes. Cool. Tree. Beth May plays Ron Stampler, stepfather, who is very incompetent. Um, he plays a rogue. And Freddie Wong plays uh, Glenn Close, who, um, funny name, who is a barred rock and roll dad who is kind of like an outlaw up to no good. And uh, yeah, like I said, the DM is Anthony Birch. Uh, they're all very funny. Um, I really like the podcast because they're all very good improvisers. I think they're all super funny. I think the premise of the show is hilarious. The, the premise of the show is that they're in the real world. They're driving their kids to a soccer game, and as they're driving to the soccer game, they get sucked into a vortex, mm, and their kids go happens. missing. Yeah, so you're saying that all the audio that we're going to hear is in-game? Yeah. Well, and that, they have, like, an opening part like we do. Okay. And then they have, like, the actual game. 
See, that's what I was a little confused about, I think, because when we've played Dungeons and Dragons, we we actually do very little like in-game dialogue. For the mm. most part, we're breaking the fourth wall and just talking to each other as Dan and Jeff. Yeah. So they don't really do that that much. They talk to each other a lot as characters. Okay. They're they're playing as characters 90% of the time. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and that's part of the fun of listening to it because it's like a story that's playing out in front of you. It's in like an improvised yeah. Dun- Dungeons and Dragons yeah. adventure. Very funny. I think you guys will both really enjoy it. I'm going to have you guys listen to the first three episodes, I believe. Um, there's 30 okay. something episodes if you were talked into oh, it's not it. not bad at all. No. Like Adventure Zone has hundreds. Yeah, no, it, it's very accessible. I got through it in like a month, I think. And um, <laughs> I just binge listened to it. And I'm so sad because now every episode comes out every two weeks. So I'm like, ah, now I got to wait another two weeks to find out what Ron did. Like, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Classic like, Ron. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's hilarious. It's very funny. I think you guys will both really enjoy the humor out of it. And uh I hope you guys do. I'm excited. I think I will, and I think Dan will. I think he's going to do a 180 from being confused as to what anything is. <laughs> Any I'm sure once is. I start what's, listening what's a podcast? to it, it'll yeah. make sense. Yeah. I like the format. I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks at work, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm stoked, bruh. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so listen to the first three episodes, and uh, when we come back, we're going to spoil first three episodes it is very spoilerable uh we definitely do yeah because there are plot points yeah it's it's a very um dude there are some plot twists in this show where i'm like oof that was like heartbreaking like it like it's really good mind blown yeah i really anything can happen i really like the dm in this uh in this game he does really well I just threatened Jeff that I was going to start eating chips on the we're, podcast. We're 14 <laughs> seconds away from ending the segment, and he goes for I chips. just wanted to end so it with now, one crunch. what's going to happen is Jimmy's going to stop this track. Dan's going to fucking eat. Sorry, Jim. He's going to eat like 30 chips, and then we're going to sit here for another hot half hour. Yeah. Just waiting to record again. Cool. We're almost done, Dan. Okay, bye. Okay, fellas. Okay, fellas. There it is. I was right, Jim. I was right. You got it. I guessed it. Yep. Because I said it with a question mark at the end. So when we last spoke, Jimmy was trying to talk us into a podcast called Dungeons and Daddies. And he wasn't successful. So what's the next episode? No, the end. <laughs> so waka waka. I don't know about you, Jeff. Yeah. But I listened to the first three episodes. Four. Three. Three. That's what Jimmy I said. listened to four. Oh, cool. I oh, thought it was four. Okay. okay. So I listened to four. Um, Yeah. What'd you think? It certainly was a podcast. Yeah. And that people were speaking to each other. Let's talk about it, Dan yeah. and Jim. What did we think about it? <laughs> I liked it. <clears throat> I mean, uh, let's talk a little bit about the background of a Dungeons and Dragons podcast because yeah, this yeah. is I not think, something I've engaged in before. Me neither. I have. Okay, so Jeff, where do you think this sort of fell in the pantheon of Dungeons and Dragons podcast as far as like gameplay and the way it's presented? So there are a lot of like YouTube channels and oh, yeah. podcast channels of celebrities playing D&D. That's kind of like the, a big thing over the last few years. Right. Critical Role is probably I've, one of the most popular. Is that Joe Manganiello's? No. He does one. Dan Harmon does one. Yeah. There's like a bunch of like, uh, I think uh, Deborah Ann Wall is Brian on Posehn one. Brian Posehn had one for well, a while. Well, yeah. So I did listen to that one, but 
I haven't consumed any of those like really popular ones, so I don't know how this compares to those. Me neither. The ones I have listened to are Brian Posehn's Nerd Poker, which was it was okay. I more I listened to that before I played D and D because I liked the comedians on. I'm a huge Brian Posehn fan. Yeah. Uh, Jerry or Gary. Uh, a comic yeah, writer. You're a huge fan. No, I, <laughs> there was a comic writer at the time who was writing Deadpool, oh. and I like that. And I just listened because I thought it was funny. And I listened to a lot of the Adventure Zone, mm. which is my brother, my brother, and me, fellas, and their dad. Oh, I didn't know that they D&D. were connected to that. Yeah, it's them and their dad. Who, oh, that's and their funny, dad has really. never played D and D. Yeah, and it was funny because like you started at the very beginning they're like learning how to play hmm. so you're the there's comedy in that as well and here they just jump into it so this is like there's no setup there's no background is that mm-hmm. a bad thing not really because like if you know how to play you don't necessarily need right to know those I, steps i agree with you i liked that for me there was very little setup right uh because we know how to play D. i wonder how it comes off to non dungeons and dragons playing i don't people. i don't think it'll come off well at all because yeah. Even even the way that they do the characters, they're already on like level three of D and D nerdum here. Because like, well, they do start at level one technically. No, no, but I agree I, with you. They, no, I mean like, in, in, they don't even explain the classes or anything. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I will say, it, it's very similar, is what I meant to say. Yeah, this is something I'll get into a little bit more in the future, but um, I think they do a really good job, uh, role playing. Yeah, better than like. Mm. my friends and i ever did oh yeah yeah so you're able to actually like see alignment in class through their role playing without them having to like say it out loud a lot which is difficult you have to really like be an actor uh one complaint i have is uh so so i agree with you as far as the way it's laid out i like that they jump right in um i would like to know a little bit more about the player's experience level personally because i have a feeling there's a pretty varying degree yes of knowledge um probably some yeah. people sound like they don't really know the technical side of it like they're constantly rolling the wrong dice and stuff which is funny but yeah. i'm curious to see like i was wondering that too because like even before we started recording and i know jimmy said like these people are established authors or they have they have something going on for them um for them to be popular and people want to listen to them yeah um but I don't know them. And like Dan was just saying, oh, like this guy has his own production company. He has his own Wikipedia page. Yeah. Like, I don't know that maybe like in the first episode, I'm I don't, in podcasts like this. You kind of want to get to know the hosts, even though like I agree with that. Yeah, because like they are playing characters, but it's still the host. Like there is still a little bit of them in the background going back and forth. It's not 100 percent role playing. It's a huge portion of it. it's more role playing than I've ever played in the game. Same. Um, which isn't a bad thing. It's just people prefer different things. I think I, what I like about the show is that they don't give a whole lot about themselves like in the front half of it, and you sort of figure out more about right, them as the yeah. show is going along. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just something that I noticed right off the bat. Yeah. So it'd be kind of weird for this topic to go episode by episode. <clears throat> yeah, we don't have to yeah, do that. Because it's, it's not a traditional plot. It's an adventure mm-hmm. game. Um, so I was thinking of just sort of breaking it up into categories like, uh, what did you guys think of the characters? I did not care really? about them. Um, so like at first, I still don't remember who plays what mm-hmm. and the character's name. I remember Glenn Close because that's funny. Yeah. And Ron 
and yeah. that's that's it i don't remember any of the other character names um i don't even like it's it's hard it was like i've listened to four episodes and it's still hard to discern the voices apart other than the lady Theresa may I forgot Beth her name. May. Beth, Beth May. <laughs> so I'm going to sort of partially agree with you. Okay. I think that some characters stand out better than others, and I think that's due to better acting. Okay. Yeah, like the the running stepdad joke. Like, oh, this is a real dad huddle. Yeah, so I think... Yeah. But I th- then again, I don't remember who the stepdad is. All oh, of the names. That's Ron, Ron. and that's right. Beth. So I think because in D&D, we're used to like... All of these characters are just Races like dads, and, yeah. right? And they don't like, there's no difference between them. It's like playing a class of all humans with just like regular names. Like if it was just yeah. Jeff, Dan, and Jimmy in an adventure, yeah. I'm used to like weird names well, and like different creatures right. and types of players. It works for the plot, but I think it is more difficult to make them stand out. So I think that... Um, Especially in an audio format. If this was a cartoon or something live action, you yeah. can see the difference. I think that Daryl Wilson stands out really well. Um, he's the de facto leader of the party. Right, yeah. And uh, first of all, he has a character trait that helps him stand out, which is that he's constantly introducing himself and shaking hands. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daryl Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Daryl Wilson. So like that gets ingrained in you. And I also think he does the best job of portraying his alignment. Like he's... He's um now I'm forgetting but uh what do you call like tr- lawful, lawful good. good he's a lawful good character yeah and so like he's always trying to make decisions based on like what is the letter mm-hmm. of the law like everything is black and white and uh yeah he also just falls into a leadership role he's probably the most vocal of the party mm-hmm. when it comes to like meeting new NPCs and stuff and I also think that I mean this is partially due to the fact that she's just a female voice but. I think that Ron Stampler, who's the stepdad character, stands out probably second best because he seems to be a little more defined. Like you said, Jeff, he's always trying to prove himself. Yeah, he has this one characteristic that's different than the rest of the dads. Mm -hmm. Um, Henry Oak is meh. Like he's introduced as a granola hippie Subaru driving dad. Yeah. I don't know that that's really carried out as well as it could be. It does later on. We get little yeah, flashes of it, like the way he's like super progressive and in love with his sons. Yeah. Who also My have two like beautiful boys. Yeah. Lark and Sparrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Glenn Close was the most disappointing to me because I, I thought the name was really funny. And I like the idea that he's like a washed up like cover band guitar player, like rock star dad. Yeah. But he's just like very like quiet through most of the episodes we listen to. And, like, I get that part of his character is that he's, like, a burnt out, like, laid back, chilled out, chilled out dude. Yeah. But uh, he just doesn't stand stand out for me in these episodes. I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. So, at first, I was, I wasn't bored. I was, like, interested to see where they would take it. But I wasn't fully uh, into it until they got into their first battle with the Red Caps. Because to yeah. me, that that's one of my favorite parts of D&D, when Battles. you're in battle and you get creative. Yeah. And because of the settings and the limitations they have, like they don't have classic weapons. They don't have the, the knowledge of the world they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they use some pretty interesting tactics to defeat the two or three red caps that they were fighting. Like using their, uh, was it a Subaru or a Volvo? 
uh it's a honda odyssey honda yeah. odyssey honda even odyssey. funnier yeah. yeah um yeah like they use that to like run over people and like there's they have uh they just had like a uh, an axe in the back of the Ron truck. Stampler has razor sharp, yeah, razor business, sharp business cards, which is very funny, and that comes up later. Yeah. Like he puts them in his wallet, and just, they just like stick in there like a ninja star because they're so sharp. I love when they're in the middle of battle, and Ron calls Terry Junior, and, and the DM is like, "Oh, right in the middle of battle, okay." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good, and I do like as far as the production of the podcast goes. Like they had that phone call, and then in a later episode, I can't remember if it was mm-hmm. beginning or end because I just listened to them in a row. They have that phone call between him and his wife. He's like, I lost the kid. Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. pretty good. So that was another thing I want to talk about was production. I think that they do some... I think they like pepper in just enough extra like, yeah. stuff um, as far as like background music and the phone calls are really good. I wonder how much like silence and just rambling and mistakes they edit out. That's Probably a, a lot. Because it flows very pretty well yeah you're doing pretty well well and okay this is like a little no other tangent i wanted to go on but um it definitely feels like um they are very cognizant that they're making a podcast first and having a D run second and the reason yeah. why i say that is because a lot of things that like we would get mired in the the mud of a D run of like analyzing like like how many times when you're in combat are you like okay like how many guys are there who's near me right especially if you don't have minis in front of you right there's not a lot of that Mm -hmm. which i appreciate as a listener yeah but i also think that like the dm sort of cuts some corners to make it just flow and be more entertaining right like Mm -hmm. jeff jimmy you've never had the uh the blessings of playing an adam run (laughs) our friend adam was always our dm and he is very strict and he views the role of dungeon master as like against the players he views himself so i've experienced that but you've been playing with him since high school i've been playing with him for four years and he's gotten a lot better from what i've heard yeah but yes he used to view it as a personal goal to like just (laughs) party purge because i've had i've had two dms and of the two adam is definitely like the hardest he's still giving yeah he's a giving dm but he he likes to make it hard That's right funny. and and this Same. dm i forgot his name Anthony but uh, birch he uh yeah he does not hold them to a lot of like the stuff i remember playing D and having to be like very careful all the time <laughs> yeah. and there's not a lot of that like what examples it also I'll depends give you. on the run like i played a tomb of annihilation run and that's just meant to kill you yeah so <laughs> so like so here's some examples that i'll point out for things that like stuck in my craw a little bit while listening mm-hmm. like as a nerdy D player like mm, that probably should have been done or something like yeah they all go to sleep together they never go on watch Every run that I've ever participated in, mm. you take watch. Like, that's just something you do because DMs love to, like, send stuff to attack you while you're asleep. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that maybe gets addressed later, but I'm three episodes in and they haven't acknowledged they're driving the car a lot and there's no gasoline in this world. <laughs> it gets acknowledged. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm well, like, like the, the cell phones. You know, they have, you have fifteen percent battery. Right. Every time you use it, that. you have to roll. And, yeah. yeah, that was cool. That, yeah, I, I like that. As of episode three, they haven't mentioned the gasoline thing, and I'm like, okay, so you were already on a road trip to the soccer tournament, and they, they said that it was it. It came to low gas or whatever when they were 
when they were getting to the soccer game, they said that there was they were running low on gas. Oh, did they? So that's yeah. even worse. Yeah, because Daryl or yeah, Daryl was like, yeah, I know how much my car has. Oh, like, right, they did say that. Yeah. And then like later on, they're driving from one town to another, and the DM says it's about two hours, and I'm like, on what gas? Yeah, it gets acknowledged. I do like how like they have a car, they have modern technology, but like that just shows you that the D and D five E system is adaptable to anything. Like you can easily yeah. adapt different parameters oh, yeah, to sure. modern stuff especially like, if the dm yeah, like is creative I, yeah like i was in one run and we killed a bunch of pirates and stole their boat and there wasn't anything in D at that time the salt marsh book came out since then but there was nothing about like how to drive a huge boat mm-hmm. so like yeah you, you have to get creative and use stuff so like when they were talking about using animal handling for the van that was very funny to me mm-hmm. yeah i i also will say that um one of the ways that the dm sort of makes it easier is the acceptance of the NPCs of these characters who are clearly not of this world. Yeah, you, they could have yeah. easily got mired down in, whoa, how come you're wearing funny clothes? Yeah, yeah. Right, and they yeah. use like real D&D places like Fandolin. That's mm-hmm. a real place. Right, and like they're able to just convince people about the car. Like I do love yeah. their explanation yeah. that it's a shell of an ancient beast. <laughs> yeah like a hermit crab but i feel do that you have if- hermit crabs no what do you have rain yes we have rain <laughs> that that i almost peed my pants when he asked if they had rain yeah. yeah like i feel that like not to keep harkening back to adam but he's like the main dm <laughs> that i played with i feel like definitely every person that saw that car would be attacking us or like yeah. running to gather the city watch right yeah but uh i mean let's talk about a, a highlight for me which you sort of referred to which is uh they're really quick, all of them. I think they're they are, naturally yeah. funny. And oh, some, yeah. It leads to some very funny, impromptu moments like you were talking about, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I oh. just think that's a highlight of the show is it's For not sure. boring and it easily could be. So I was listening to one of the episodes while I was making dinner one night, and that's when Gar Talk was introduced. <laughs> and as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, that's like Car, car Talk. talk. <laughs> I put it on the Talk Me Into list. So we could talk Jimmy into car talk. And then five <laughs> minutes later, they were talking about click and clack the Tappet brothers. And yeah, I was like, yeah. these are my people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew you guys would appreciate and that. The, the hippie dad or no, it wasn't the hippie dad. It was one of the other ones. Um, he was just like liberals. Yeah. Oh, that's Daryl. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we haven't really gone over the plot a lot. Um, do you guys want to go through that pretty quickly or? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a simple plot. You mentioned it in the first half. Yeah. Four dads. Well, three real dads and a stepdad. <laughs> yeah. Who are uh, taking their kids to a soccer tournament and drive into some sort of a vortex. Mm -hmm. And when they come to, they're in another world that's very different from ours. They have different plants. I should say, when they're in the vortex, they have the overwhelming feeling that they're not a good dad. That becomes very important. Oh, really? I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that, too. And uh, the kids are gone. Yep. So then they're on this sort of journey to find their kids that leads them... um, I forget how they f- start going to Fandolin. Is that just like they find? Um, uh, oh, they get confronted by these guys yep. who clearly had already kidnapped their kids. Yeah, and they have a battle from the lance. Yeah, and then one of them who's left like alive is like, "Oh, the lance took them and sold them." Mm-hmm. So then they go to Fandolin to confront the lance. Yep, who's not a good guy, and uh, they make an agreement that. Uh, the Lance will show them the logbook that shows like who bought their children mm-hmm. um, in return for 
Ron Stampler? Nope. Daryl Daryl has <laughs> to kill. I'm telling you. Yeah, Daryl has to kill his son because. Oh, he I got meant Daryl. He's yeah. like the big alpha male. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I just said the wrong name. If he yeah. finds a son, he has to kill him and eat his skin. Eat his skin. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like a weird <laughs> tangent that he went down. Yeah. Yeah, if you deep fry skin, though, it's yeah. <laughs> Who said anything about frying, though, Jeff? But yeah, I thought that was a funny little tangent. Yeah. Um, and then from there, they find uh, they go to Vandalin. And they find Gartok, and then we find out that Gartok's not really that cool of a dude. Yeah. Uh, when, after they, uh, Gartok was like, hey, can you find my kids for me or whatever? So they could do that, and they find out Gartok was a douche. So I'm going to jump in here and say that this was my least favorite part of the three episodes. Okay. Um, I just felt it was a little bit mired down in like, and this is what real D&D is, but this is what is not that fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. When you're a part of it, it can be fun. Right. Over listening. But this like yeah. brainstorming of like, how are we going to make Gartok be a good dad? And are we going to use yeah, the bracelets? Yeah, I agree with that. I was just like, uh, this, is, this should have been edited. Um, and then like, I feel like there's some acknowledgement of agreement because in the next episode, they're like, okay, you guys are done with what was clearly a side Side mission. That was funny, too, because they spent three long episodes thinking that it's... No, like, it was just one, one episode. episode. Was it one? I don't remember. I yeah. listened to them all. It was like the whole episode. But it, yeah, it was long. They spent this whole time, and he's like, all right, that was essentially a side quest. Yeah. And I was like, ha ha. Which yes. happens because all DMs the have to give you a chance to level up before you meet big bads and right. stuff like that. Oh, I've spent days so many sessions just on side quests because we thought it was funnier well and that's <laughs> the fun of D because um the next town that they go to is the one that supposedly holds um lark and sparrow, lark and, sparrow. and uh when they get there they see that there's a flag displaying the doodler which is the logo <laughs> of the <laughs> soccer team yeah that lark and sparrow designed i love how they're like have we established canonically what the doodler is and then like anthony was like don't worry about it it's yeah. fine <laughs> nobody knows what it is yeah um we find out that lark and sparrow were there and then they disappeared and were replaced by the lord of chaos yeah and uh they have to go speak with the lord of chaos and uh they go to the the pits yeah, one of them is like basically a big battle pit. Yeah, and the other pit is, style. is basically an orgy pit. Yeah, because why not? Uh, to me, this rang truest about the funniest moments of D anD. d Oh yeah, Jeff, you could talk about it. Like how? Well, I mean, Jimmy just brought up orgies, so whenever orgies are brought up, well, one of my characters, um, I I I rolled every single thing about his history from D anD. d source material, so I didn't come up with anything. So. Mm. When I was done rolling, it turns out that he was created in a vat by his master and some powerful people killed his master before he was 100% done being created. So he's kind of like this weird looking human. Yeah. And um, he doesn't have genitals. And I like I didn't say that to anybody except I told Adam, the DM, I was right. like, hey, it's pretty funny. He doesn't have genitals. And like nobody else needs to know that. And then the first day of the run, <laughs> the other players in the party wanted to have an orgy with fey creatures. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to sit out. And they're like, why not? And eventually they got it out of me. And I lifted up like my yeah. skirt thing, like whatever it's called. Yeah. And they were like, wow, you have no genitals. And I was like, this wor-. it played into the story. Right. Something as a joke that would have never come up with normal people yeah. <laughs> came up. Well, so- that, was, that was also funny, too. In the first part of that episode, they were talking about Bones and David Boreanaz. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, David Boreanaz shows up in the in the. Uh, yeah, he's uh, like the, the night pit. watch guy. Yeah. Too, yeah. Um, yeah, but also like what I was hinting at is how 
through like weird possibly bad decisions by the party you can completely like change the course of the way the dm thought yep. a situation was yeah, gonna go. yeah so we get um first of all it almost goes fully awry because daryl decides to go into the orgy pit <laughs> yeah and they have to like try to grab him back well, that's what i'm saying because like i don't like we said we don't know these players level of involvement in dnd prior to this yeah but like i had one like when when we play with adam like dan mentioned it's with like high school friends who've been playing forever the other run i was in i was playing for a year when we started and other than the dm i was the most experienced so the other two or three players didn't really know and they would do stuff like this all the time mm. just because it was funny and like we would always get out of it but it would always create like the most hilarious memorable experiences yeah because you could see that um the guard guy whoever he was was clearly wanting them to go into the battle pit yeah yeah he was like oh the lord of chaos will only speak to people who impress him in battle and like the hints were there yeah so anyways there's this they end up going into the battle pit but they notice that the lord of chaos who's like completely cloaked in black is like shielding his eyes from from the orgy pit right yeah and they're like oh why does he refuse to look at the orgy so they're like, oh, we should just get naked and see if that like gets a reaction out of him. And like to me, that's like a bad plan for D D. Oh, terrible. Yeah. But it also happens more than fifty percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, and you just run. get carried away by like the fun of your imagination and how there's not real consequences to you as a right, living yeah. person. It's still a game. Yeah. So would would we actually get naked in a battle pit? <laughs> no, never. But, your, but there are some can. players that do that, that like they are, they're so ingrained in it that they're like, if we do this, it will be bad and they don't want to do it. And that's not fun to me. Yeah. But the people I this sort podcast, of stand in the middle. Like I tend to make the rational decision, but I yeah, can be swayed to the fun. It decision. also depends. Like if there's a guard and you're about to like get seen and you're on like a super important mission and you scream at him, like, look at my nuts, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> you know. So anyways, this is one of those happy coincidences where it just <laughs> happened to work out. Their characters get naked and uh, all of a sudden the Lord of Chaos drops his robe and he's like, Dad, gross. Yeah. And it's Lark, <laughs> Lark and Sparrow. Scott, Lark and Sparrow stacked up on top of each other. Yeah. A la, all I could think of was the character from BoJack Horseman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget I his name. Mr. About. Adult Friend or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's sort of how the third episode ended. Mm -hmm. And I, I just thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh, they just like totally like screwed up the DM. Yeah. And I'm sure this was supposed to be a big highlight of a battle that they were supposed the to The DM have. was like literally in the episode. He said like, well, I had this whole big plan of battle planned out for you. But, yep, it's Lark and Sparrow. Yeah. He even had that he's like, so I have times. cards yeah, and you have to select cards. Yeah. And it's a game of chance. And <laughs> that all happens a lot of times in this show which is i think is really funny they have this whole this is it's not really a spoiler it's pretty far ahead but um anthony basically makes like basically like this american football game throughout the episode and um um uh kind of a spoiler but uh you find out uh, actually i don't know if um what's the uh what sort of character is um henry oak again i don't even remember um, that's are you asking for class class yeah so one he, of them was a barbarian that's all i remember yeah that's daryl because his rage is very funny yeah henry oak is the one that he does have some sort of like magical powers. yeah uh well whatever his class is he can turn into animals 
um and throughout the football game he basically turns to a bird and like flies the football down the field every single time oh yeah in episode four well you didn't hear it but uh someone turns into a wolf oh yes that's him that's that's uh henry that was a pretty funny way to end the episode yeah yeah Um, i didn't hear that jeff spoilers jeff Jeff went above and beyond yeah aka i I wasn't listening to jimmy and i was like four sounds right (laughs) yeah we usually do do four episodes. Do 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 do. Do said do do. Yeah, well, one of the things I do love about D anD D is that uh, DM's plans always get squashed. Yeah, and they don't come. Daddy masters. Yeah, like one of my uh, one run I was in with coworkers, the DM used this like million dollar CNC machine to print out table size maps and everything and he spent hours doing it. instead of working um so he spent so much time doing it and at the end of the day he's like well i don't need these anymore <laughs> sorry jim sorry jim but it's just funny because like you never nobody knows where this game will go yeah and i think this podcast highlights that and does it very well oh yeah i think so too um i have a question i think we sort of like talked about it a little bit but would you prefer the characters doing more like would you prefer the characters doing like what they're more inclined to do as characters or like to benefit the game? I, I think that it's, it's most both, I think. Yeah, but I think this the parts that this podcast is most successful at is the role playing stuff. Yeah. When they act I mean the let me let me characterize this. Not necessarily like some people say role play meaning like everything that's not combat. I don't mean that. I mean like living out the way their character would. Yep. Whether it's combat or dialogue. Mm-hmm. So I think that like when they're acting is when it's like at its strongest. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Yep. That was my one question. I have a couple like overall final thoughts. Okay. Yeah, me too. Um I think that the podcast is is really well produced. Like I said, I like when they like add in like some little like sound effects for phone calls and like little yeah. background music. <clears throat> I also think like what one thing that's like very difficult to do that they do really well is finding stopping points. Because like as you guys know, when you play D and D, sometimes it's really hard to get to a rational stopping point. Yeah. Or you're stopping like right <laughs> after a battle, but mm. there's way more stuff that's right. about to happen. And through editing and production, like the use of like end music and stuff yeah. like that, um, they're able to make these feel like independent standalone episodes that have sort of their own arc within them. Agreed. And I just think that's really well done. On on the downside, um, I mean, I think I've already sort of spoken about this, but I think that um, this would not be a real D&D run. I yeah. think that they would all be like dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably in the first episode. The DM is very kind to them with battles because yeah. yeah. I think in the four episodes there were like two battles. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeff, you have any overall thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I mentioned the production before, but one of the things I do like, it's kind of like we do on Talk Me Into, how at the beginning of the episodes, they start doing fun facts, but yeah. about the characters. They do dad facts. That's very funny. And um, yeah, that is one good. of the funniest ones was when they were talking about D&D spells as band names. I was like, that is so accurate. <laughs> that must it's be so an episode funny. four. Yeah, that's an episode oh, four. Sorry. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it, it. I will say an overall thought. Um, Beth, the woman who plays Ron is the funniest of the group i would yeah, say so too. i agreed because her dad facts to me the dad facts are the opportunity for the actual like the player people to, yeah to yeah. like shine a little bit and hers are like the funniest every single time mm-hmm. um her little i think she comes into her own a little bit more like as a character throughout the the game i think she's kind of quiet throughout the game but that also like 
also tells about the character too because he's right. sort of like incompetent. Awkward. Yeah. Um, uh, also, what did you guys think of the? Um, first of all, the cold opens I think are fun, but did you like the Hotel California one? Yeah, that's actually in my notes. Yeah, yeah. I, I like really how good. they do those cold yeah. opens. They're pretty good. I just want to shout out Ron's best one, which is uh, Ron is the type of person who thinks that a hug is a breed of dog. And then later on, there's a callback. They see a dog. Yeah. And they're like, what type of dog is it? And, and she's like, Ron thinks it's a hug. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. But yeah, I think uh, she's a little quiet because she seems to be the least experienced. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They all definitely come into their own. Um, like I said, my final push is that the show just keeps on getting better. Um, it, honestly, the, it takes a whole lot of twists and turns to get really emotionally involved with the characters. I think the characters definitely do come into their own. So, like, yeah, you guys aren't too familiar with, like, uh, Henry Oak. But, like, the at the, where the show is right now, it's very Henry, like, centered. So you would probably be able to, like, sort of figure him out a little bit more. Mm. Um, but, yeah, um, I guess I'll ask the question. Okay. Dan and Jeff, did I talk you into Dungeons and Daddies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like, even if you don't like D and D, it's kind of just like an improv comedy show. It is. I yeah. could totally do. Like, I listen to Comedy Bang Bang. Every episode is, you know, just random stuff that they make up, and it's it's like that with a little bit more structure. Right. They could leave the dice out and just make it like a storytelling. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, like playing. Like, yeah, I do. I do role play sometimes. Not too much. It's more like, yeah, my character thinks this instead yeah. of like being the character. Um, and I do like. I like bad a lot, even though it's annoying. And Dan mentioned spell casting earlier. Like, mm. I like that, even though I'm bad at it. <laughs> but, and it's confusing because when you play a whole bunch of different types of characters. Well, but I like, enjoy spell casters when I'm not them. Right. Like, right. It works yeah, well on this helpful. podcast. But also, it's entertaining, like the way they're describing their spells. To me, I hate playing them because you don't get to just describe your spell. You have to, like, look at a list and roll a right. dice and keep track yeah, of Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like, it's weird because it is such a meta concept. But it's also like D and D light, so it's this yeah. weird balance. They, but, um, but they pull it off. the The hosts of the show are good at what they do, mm-hmm. and it's entertaining. They do describe the show later on as a light D and D podcast, and there also is some let's just say some sexy stuff going on. They say, and it is finally a BDSM podcast, <laughs> which is pretty. Funny. Well, there is a lot of stuff too, like some guy on guy jokes, and they're like, "Are we sure this isn't a BDSM podcast?" Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I thought, like I said, there was a point in the second episode where i was like nah this is gonna be a no for me dog yeah second episode is probably the weakest out of all i was never a no but i was just like it's okay yeah and even now i'm not like this is amazing but yeah like it's entertaining it's definitely something you can put on while you're driving or cooking or something yeah there were some moments where they were so quick that i actually laughed out loud and that's that's pretty rare for me for Mm. a comedy podcast to actually laugh out loud lol as the kids would say well, like yeah. i can't listen to comedy bang bang at work anymore because you just crack up <laughs> yeah I, I have to listen to it in my car or somewhere else i will say all the hosts are very good twitter follows oh yeah yeah so yeah i enjoyed it um i i don't think it's necessarily the best representation of dungeons and dragons no not like at if all. you've never played dungeons and dragons and you listen to this podcast don't expect your D run to feel like this no expect episode one to be stretched out over a month and, yeah and be mired in lots of like repetitive questions and like slow rolling times yep. and all that stuff it, it it was sort of funny because 
in the first episode they're definitely trying to a lot of the hosts are trying to figure out like how the game is played and stuff like that and it was funny to listen to because i'm so far ahead now that they're just like master well not master D players but yeah, well, they know how to play it yeah. right yeah yeah i enjoyed it i'm gonna keep listening to it i was gonna actually start episode four but i didn't want to do the thing that jeff did which is like <laughs> confuse what happened when yeah. you guys just said three i was like oh man i didn't really take notes like i'm gonna bring up stuff in yeah. episode four yeah. that's all right it's fine just do better jeff in the future be <sighs> i'll try to do host. better next week when dan tries to talk us into a band that he likes that's right oh boy talking you guys into a band a sister group oh. from california oh that has shown a lot of growth over the, over the course of their three albums sorry i'm very congested <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so i'm talking you into heim Okay. Laheim. <laughs> what is, is your like exposure? a Jewish salute? It is their last name. Oh, I was oh. close. H-A-I-M. Ah, uh, I know that they exist. I'm sure I've heard them before. Yeah, they're friends with Tay-Tay. They're friends with Taylor Swift oh, in real girl. life. Oh, my girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Haim. Okay. I'm going to make a uh, playlist. You'll find it in the show notes here and in the next episode. You guys are going to dig it. Okay. I don't know I'm about confident. that. Can I borrow a shovel? Jim, get it because he oh, said, dig it. I oh. get it. And I don't have a shovel. It's time time, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty easy. Pretty, pretty low hanging fruit, but I'll accept it. In the meantime. Yes. Jeff. <gasps> oh, where can people find the podcast? People can find the podcast on talkmeinto.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. You can send us an email at talkmeinto at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at talk me into tweet, tweet. we're on facebook we never check it we are not active on there at all but i'm sure there's a few 50 year old people that might find us on there yeah yeah and uh dan where yeah. can people find you on the internet i'm on twitter under the name danny underscore breakdown that's it jimmy okay. wow. wow how about you i'm at son of a fitch s-o-n-n-e-v-a-f-i-t-c-h on twitter instagram and youtube branding on point yeah talk me into's on youtube as well talk me into's on youtube yeah. we're putting new stuff on there we're filming a uh, cook with us today so yeah, it'll be going up there at some in about point. six months but in order to see it first you have to be on patreon yeah. patreon.com slash talk me into Jeff, where can people find you online? People can find me on Twitter, J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. That's Jeff with five, five Fs, F's, the number 27. 27. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? And you gave it all away just to hear you say that. Well, I know, I know, I know, I know you're going to be, be okay, okay anyway. Jimmy, how do you know? I that? don't know that. What? <laughs> <laughs>
Want me to just switch this and make that the office and this my bedroom? Yeah, I'll just go change the studio. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Shouldn't have fucking changed it in the first place. <laughs> I want pizza. They weren't at the market last time I went out. I here. want pizza. They said the market moved. It did. To the nearby? Yeah, it's uh, in the parking lot of one of the high schools down the street. I gotta go there. Hey, Dan, guess what? I just scraped all that goop off with my fingernail. Dan, you yeah. suck. You're the worst Dan. The worst Dan? or the You're worst? the worst Dan I've ever met. I haven't met many Dans. Maybe like 18 or 17. But I met Dans. a couple Dans that I didn't like as much as me. Name them. Dox them. You're probably my favorite Dan. <laughs> yeah, I would say that too. I'm trying to think. Jeff, I'm your anyone. favorite person besides your wife. Yes, besides my wife. I said that. <laughs> I'm not that fucking crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> and my daughter, she's my favoriteist. Oh, right now she's just a sack of cells. No, she's like pretty fully formed. Is she at the point past Viability. the point of no re- no return? Like no. if Lindsay was like, <laughs> that's that's one way to say it. If if Lindsay was like, you know what, I'm no, gonna abort there's... this thing. Would they still do it? <sighs> no, they would not. Oh, good. That's very far. I thought you were talking about viability. I don't know. What that's the where is. if a baby is at. or earlier than 24 weeks there's almost no chance of survival if if it was born yeah there's like a 30 percent chance or something most doctors won't even try but if they're 24 weeks then like they'll try everything and a lot of some babies are born at 24 weeks and they're just like healthy so you're really at the past the point of no return because not only can you not abort but if that baby comes out it could live well it's 22 now oh okay so it's like so you're in that gray area it's a very stressful time (laughs) in my life yeah where if Lindsay gave birth to the baby might not yeah, live she's healthy she's fine this is you're fucked up dude this is this is like honestly you started down this road of viability <laughs> this is the thing that like i i'm afraid of every fucking waking moment no, of my life it's gonna be fine everything i know fine. but it's still it's i'm just waiting two more weeks so i can like breathe a little better yeah jeffrey is gonna do great she is she's a big motherfucker that's odd she's a big motherfucker dancing inside my wife it's cool. I'm gonna have to cut this all out because uh, this is gonna be really awkward for your daughter to listen to in ten years. <clears throat> She's not gonna know anything about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna come home and be like, "Here's food," and then walk away. <laughs> Lindsay's gonna be like, "Daddy went to space. He's a, he's a hero. He, he died in the, the war. <laughs> <laughs> he died in the Great Moon War. <laughs> oh boy, in the Space Force." He was the first Space Force casualty. <laughs> Lieutenant Jeffrey Edwards, Space Force First Command. Wow. Now I got to put it back in. And just your pick your face photoshopped on like a generic Navy uniform. Oh, boy. Wow. Wow. I don't get it. Is it alien? Jimmy, you Star don't Wars? get it? No. Is it Sonic the Hedgehog? No. <laughs> it's from that thing you do. It's what they always say once. to the How drummer. in the f*** would anybody get that reference? That's a great movie. <laughs> it's cool. good, but... You... I, I'm going to find a movie from 1993 that that, that's do. good, but nobody has seen it in 20 years. Breaking my heart into it's a million pieces. It's cultural zeitgeist. It actually is because the guy who died from Fountains of Wayne wrote that song and all the music in that movie. Fountains of Wayne from The Sopranos? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
We will be happy, can't you see? Don't you have plans? Like, aren't we supposed to be doing this quickly? We yeah. had to go early. Yeah, so yeah. we yeah. have a lot to record. So let's yeah, yeah. let's yeah. get moving, Jim. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jim, bring us yeah. in. Yeah, 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 or Actually, we... it would be really convenient if you did. <laughs> wow. The sound when you put your headphones and your phone down was like... Beastmaster. Bung. <clears throat> Make sure you close the door behind you. Oh, and close the kitchen door, too, so she doesn't go in there. <laughs> I used to not let him do this when he lived with me because he would just say the rudest, most vile shit. And I know the dog can't speak English, but still... <laughs> It's it's not fun to have understand. someone just like rationally tell your dog like I wish you were dead I hate you. <laughs> did you close all the doors, Jeffrey? Yes, I did. Thank you. Is she gonna come in here rattling and shit? She's not gonna come in here. Okay. If she does, it'll just be like to look around and then she'll leave. Jeff, the rattling is okay. <laughs> Watch her. As soon as I get out there, she <clears throat> looks at me and squats to take a duty. Outside? Yeah. She wanted you to see. She waited. Well. <laughs> Wanted you to see. You be a witness. <laughs> did she look into your eyes while she did it? That's the ultimate form of intimidation. Look into my eyes. Soon you'll see. And you will see. What my poopies for Jeffrey. Oh, jeez. All right, I'm ready when you guys are. You know it's true. <clears throat> Everything I do. <clears throat> I do it for you.